Hi everyone, my name is Melissa Lee and I'm your health coach who targets women with PCOS and women in general who wants to achieve stubborn weight loss. I do my best work when I work with PCOS urban women in their 30s who are embarrassed about their weight but want to feel comfortable in their bodies and are able to lose stubborn weight naturally. In this podcast, we talk about various topics including why stubborn weight loss is so hard to achieve. If this is you, definitely put this in your podcast list because one episode will be released every single week. Hi everyone! It's a weird, weird time indeed and this episode is going to be the first of a mini-series that I would like to do about stay-home life. Uh, For many of us, especially us in the United States and in Europe, we are, you know, being quarantined at home and there are a lot of people now who are actually feeling really stressed at home and if you are one of them, I totally get where you're coming from. So I would like to offer this mini series so that we can all kind of listen in, kind of absorb the knowledge and hopefully they will enhance your life better. So today's episode is going to be about adrenal stress and the potential weight gain. So I think a lot of people now are also kind of feeling not only anxiety from job losses and not being able to bring their kids to school, but also, you know, feeling fearful and anxiety over their friends, their friends and family about the virus. Um, and there's also, I think, forecasted worries about weight gain. If this is you, um, I would definitely think that a lot of people would emerge from this whole quarantine situation with more weight gain than they expected. And to be honest, this is totally preventable if we start now. Whatever we do on a day-to-day basis will actually propel you towards either wellness or disease. And weight gain is just one of another side effects of having too much stress on the body. So what I'm going to be talking about today is actually linked to one of my blog posts called Adrenal Stress and Weight Gain. So if you go to my blog, you can check out this article. I will also be inputting this podcast episode on the blog post so that you can kind of read as we go along. So before we even talk about adrenals, which are organs in our body that's kind of um that's kind of responsible for the production of cortisol or stress hormones we need to know the basics of hormones right so what are hormones hormones um travel throughout the body via various receptors and they are derived from cholesterol they're actually kind of uh they're like chemical messengers that are produced in really small amounts and they're carried between tissues in the bloodstream to affect every single organ in the body So our hormones can affect our mood, blood sugar, our reactions to stressful situations, sort of like the one we're in right now, our menstrual cycles, our ability to have energy, um, our libido, etc., etc. They're basically the essential messengers in our body. And actually, some of the biggest organs that we use hormones are the thyroid, our brain, our gut, our adrenals, our ovaries, and testes. And examples of these hormones are our sex hormones like estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone, insulin, melatonin, your sleep hormone, and also the thyroid. So 
since all these hormones are really important for us as they regulate our moods, they kind of regulate all our energy, our metabolism, obviously we would want to kind of enhance their function. And if they are derived from cholesterol or fats, it is essential that we have adequate quality fats in our diet to sustain them. So how would you know if you have a hormonal imbalance? So I have talked a lot about this on my podcast and in my um, social media posts. And usually hormonal imbalances, especially for women, it comes up as PMS symptoms. We have cravings. uh, We have the inability to lose weight. We have fatigue, loss of energy, brain fog, inability to sleep. You might be having kind of low libido, anxiety problems, depression, blood sugar levels, and so on and so forth. And if you have an autoimmune disease, you have a PCOS, um, obviously this would be worsened. And in some cases, you know, they can be really kind of life debilitating. So the worst thing is that there are also plenty of endocrine disruptors in our environment, including what we use on a daily basis, including our household cleaners and our beauty products. So obviously today I'm not going to be talking about the toxins in our environment because that's a whole other topic for another episode. But um, I would just like to say that Yes, I always, you know, pride myself or pride my clients on not using toxic cleaners such as bleach or Clorox and anything like that. But however, due to us being in a unique situation, whatever you can get your hands on, it would really help because the virus, apparently it has a lipid membrane and the foam that you get from soap um, actually breaks down the lipid membrane and so it breaks down the virus. So whatever you get, you can get your hands on in the grocery stores. Um, obviously, just use that for now because you do want your home to be clean and to get rid of any uh, potential coronavirus lying around on the surfaces of anything. So um, I would also like to add in that Yes. So right now it's kind of unique because we do have to be a little bit more flexible. We can't be too rigid in terms of thinking about, you know, a really non-toxic environment. But also, obviously, we still do have to pay attention to um, where our food is coming from or what kind of beauty products we use. Especially now, every one of us are staying at home. So technically, you don't really have to use any beauty products. Uh, Women, you know, on a day-to-day basis in normal life, we are exposed to thousands of chemicals in the morning when we're grooming ourselves. And, you know, I think it's amazing right now because we have the ability to really limit that amount of exposure to all these toxins in our beauty products and also a chance for us to order some new um, clean beauty products from reputable, clean, organic brands that contain natural ingredients. So back to um, stress. So I was talking about how our hormones get imbalanced, right? So our hormones get imbalanced from toxin stress, exposure to pesticides, to um, beauty products, and so on and so forth. But it's actually adrenal fatigue a myth. So Dr. Christensen, uh, alongside many other doctors, they actually support the fact that the term adrenal fatigue is not true and it's actually not a true medical condition. 
So the only way the adrenals do not work is if someone has Addison's disease. So basically, when we're stressed, cortisol is pumped out by our adrenals to actually um, put out a physiological response for your body to cope with that stress. And in primal times, this stress would involve being attacked by tribes, being, um, you know, having to run away from a certain predator and all that kind of thing. But right now, our stress is from an everyday situation, including the coronavirus situation. And this is not tangible, right? Something is, something is invisible, the virus is invisible, but we also have this feeling and anxiety of like, oh, what if I get it? Or what if I inhale it? We won't know. So that actually adds to the stress that we're feeling, um, the mental stress, emotional stress, obviously, especially we live with older people in our home. Uh, we tend to be a little bit more careful and even you know, up to the point of being paranoid. So of course, all of this is going to add load to our adrenals. And our adrenals are actually really small and they sit on top of our kidneys and they work via the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis. So on a normal basis, they actually regulate our circadian rhythms, balance of electrolytes, usage of hormones, immune response, and they can actually really pick up the slack in hormone processing. So if you think about it, if we're really stressed, our adrenals cannot perform their function as well. They're unable to, you know, elicit a proper immune response. Our immune system might go on overdrive. It might be super reactive or hypervigilant. So um, that can contribute to allergies and ongoing infections. Um, it can actually worsen your state of health right now. Um, imagine if the adrenals are, you know, kind of fatigued by all of our continuous emotional stress thinking about the coronavirus so it won't be able to regulate our circadian rhythm so that might contribute to problems in sleeping so if you think about it that way our stress is really the root cause of a lot of health concerns right now and day to day if we do not address this it's just going to get worse and worse um, it's going to contribute to weight gain in the future it's obviously going to contribute to maybe even new symptoms of pms or other food sensitivities that you might not have before so I just want to give a little bit more description. So when we feel stressed uh, in the normal life, um, due to traffic, being late, the bills, whatever, right? Um, that biological process happens in order for adrenal adrenaline to be released and to get us into a fight and flight mode. And obviously for women, um, even in the primal times, when we do not fight and flight, we tend to go into sort of like a nurture and attend and befriend mode. So this means that we are more likely to reach out to other people, to foster connections, to want to tend to our kids, to our neighbors, to make sure that everybody around us is all right. And that's, that's perfectly fine. It's perfectly normal and it's great because, you know, it really caters to the feminine energy that we have and the nurturing aspect of us that we have. 
But if we continuously try to do this and we're continuously stressed, we put others before us and we tend not to take care of ourselves, in the end, not taking care of ourselves will hinder our desire to want to take care of others. So we really want to look at what might be causing you stress right now on a day-to-day -day basis and look at what are the tools to actually help you you know, just kind of relax, not be, not go overboard with all the emotional processing and the mental processing. And so that when we are able to take care of ourselves, we'll be able to be more clear in understanding what others need rather than what we think that they need. Because maybe, you know, sometimes people, all they want is like, connection right they need a FaceTime they need a call or they need someone to help them to um, learn how to use canned beans for example in this situation but you think that you know they don't want to talk to you or they just want to be alone right now or so whatever whatever um, I guess situations or scenarios we think that others might need right now may not be what it is. So it's more than ever so important to actually get on a call with someone or even text someone, reach out to someone, ask them what they need. And obviously this comes after you know that you have taken care of your own self. So maybe you're amazing at cooking something, you're amazing at you know, using leftover foods or using whatever resources that you have at home to make meals, simple meals for your family. And it would be great that if you can share your recipes with your friends or with your family or with your relatives, like you never know who might need it. So this is one of the tools I would say that can help to not only reduce stress, but actually foster the social connection that we all need right now. Another way is to actually avoid loneliness. Some of us, um, we actually live alone and it can be really hard to always be alone um, on a normal day, but now all day and for, you know, I don't know, a few months ongoing. So it's really important now than ever to actually facilitate social connection within your own tribe. So it can be with your family or with your friend or even just joining Facebook groups or um, going on like Instagram or social media. There are a lot of virtual hangouts that are happening right now. So these are some tools that you can do to actually increase your amount of social connection. I would also like to say that um, for women with PCOS, some of us, you know, we do not really have insulin resistance, for example, me, but we develop PCOS due to um, too much stress in our life before. So a woman may have adrenal PCOS even if she has normal levels of testosterone, but higher levels of DHEAS. This is according to Dr. Lara Bryden. Um, and this cause is due to a disruption in the adrenal axis and the normal stress response system. So basically, the treatment for adrenal PCOS is kind of similar to what I talked about before, fostering social connections, but also looking at reducing toxins from your environment and also looking at what kind of nutrients you serve up in your meals. So I'm going to be talking now about nutrition for your adrenals. 
and they include a vitamin C. So having one citrus fruit a day would really help. Uh, increase your intake of mushrooms, having two Brazil nuts daily or having an intake of sunflower seeds would increase your selenium absorption. Selenium is an important mineral that can really help your detoxification processes. Having obviously your vegetables um, every single day. And recently actually I've read about um, kind of rotating your vegetables according to your menstrual cycle. So like for example, if you're ovulating, your body temperature is kind of more in the higher range. You will opt for like salads, fresh foods, um, more raw foods that are cold in order to combat that warm temperature in your body. But however, however, if you're menstruating right now, um, your body is tends to want warmer things. So obviously you will want to look at roasting your vegetables or more soups and stews in order to help um, digest those nutrients a little bit more. Also, we can't forget our vitamin B, so especially vitamin B6, uh, choline, and B12. These are really important processes in your body that can help to remove excess estrogen from your body, remove toxins from your body, and also kind of get rid of stress overall. Because, um, you know, your stress is also accumulated if other organs, like your liver, is going overload at trying to break down toxins and break down food molecules in your body. Um, also consider magnesium. So magnesium, a lot of people are really deficient in magnesium because we have lost our topsoil in the US. But also magnesium is amazing for just relaxing in general, relaxing the muscles, your brain. Um, it can help to promote sleep. Uh, magnesium, some people, you know, it really helps to synthesize uh, protein. And speaking of protein, uh, try to get adequate protein from organic clean meat sources and also plant-based proteins like beans and chickpeas. Um, have unsaturated fats from fish, nuts, and seeds. So obviously these are the fats that I talked about before that can really help your hormones be produced um, sufficiently so that you can get a really good um, boost of omega-3s and that will actually really help to combat your brain fog. Last but not least, you can actually add in like adaptogens, which are herbs, um, that can really help to kind of modulate your stress response. So I really like to use rhodiola, uh, reishi, and ashwagandha. So, and if you have more questions about those herbs, I would really recommend to check out Dr. Aviva Ram because she has an entire, an entire book on adrenals and thyroid, but she also has really good blog articles about how to use adaptogens and which one would be applicable for you. So other lifestyle solutions right now, I'm looking at... Um, you know, incorporating yoga to my daily routine. I am suffering from a little foot injury right now and actually doing a little bit of vinyasa helps a little bit um, just to stretch the muscles every day and also just to get your spine, your circulation moving. It's really important to input movement in order to get your lymph system moving. And that actually prevents you from retaining too much water and, you know, just kind of moving all of that toxic waste product out of your body. 
So maintain four to six hours between meals in order to give your digestive system a rest. Um, our digestive system actually operates in waves. So cleansing waves, I would like to call it. So if you think about it like the sea, uh, we're not meant to graze every single hour. If you give at least three to four hours in between meals, that would be great so that your digestion will be turned on. And whenever we are digesting, we're actually in the parasympathetic mode, which means that we're not in our stress mode. We're actually in more of a autonomic kind of um, relaxed mode. So your body's not experiencing stress at that time. Um, look at massages, look at having more orgasms, some breathing, um, actually really prioritizing what your body needs. So now more than ever, as we're staying home, we're not running around trying to get things done, trying to go to places, um, rushing in traffic and having road rage. But especially now as we're at home, we are, we have the ability to actually tune in to ourselves more to listen to what my body needs oh today am i lethargic or am i more energized after i ate that how hungry was i like all these little changes you can actually write them down and over the course of the quarantine time you can actually really start to learn how to um, slow down and actually listen to our bodies so that I think is one of the biggest silver linings that we have right now to look at the positive side of the situation um, and also let's see here so the last few things I want to talk about is actually to really look at your sleep so limiting the amount of um, caffeinated drinks a day still and also reducing blue light at night so for me having blue blocker glasses are amazing um, every time i take magnesium i put on those glasses even though i'm watching tv at night like they are amazing at getting me sleepy around 10 p.m and this will actually really help you to kind of stick to a really good habit of waking up with the sun and um, going off work even when the sun has gone down. Because now I know uh, now I know that workaholics will actually take the time to really work all day. And it can be really, um, it can, you can really go down a rabbit hole if you're a workaholic and you start working and you don't even know what time it is, what day it is of the week, especially um, when we are quarantined at this time. So those are actually all the solutions that I've, um, covered and also kind of a summary of what stress looks like right now. I hope you have a little bit more idea of what you can do on a day-to-day -day basis to reduce your stress and also to reduce uh, potential harmful weight gain in the future. As we come out of this, your body, you know, all of us are going to be ex so excited to be getting out there, but we're also going to be even more stressed because now suddenly we've, we would feel like we want to get our lives in order and all that kind of thing but it's really really good and it's a wonderful opportunity right now to just take the time to slow down really practice the art of slowing down so I hope this was helpful to you. This is just one of the episodes in a mini series coming up. And I will also be interviewing other people to talk about various topics. 